What's up, my confidence queens? Are you ready to feel confident as fuck? I'm your host, the confidence queen herself, Alicia Lechuga, and I am your confidence bestie. I went from trying to shrink my body in order to find happiness and approval to finally letting go of dieting, others' opinions, and inspiring hundreds of women along the way. This podcast is all about confidence, living unapologetically as yourself daily, and ultimate self-love. This is Confident as Fuck. Welcome back to Confident as Fuck. Thank you guys so much for being here. I am here with Jordan and I'm so excited to be with her today. Um, We're doing a virtual interview and this is really big because Jordan is actually a confidence coach as well. Would you consider yourself a confidence coach? I'm like, I'm saying that out loud, but yeah, no, you're good. <laughs> so she's a confidence coach. And also she has a podcast called confidently uncomfortable where she talks about confidence. So I'm like, so excited because it's another person that's just right in my lane. We just did her podcast. So if you guys are listening to this and you guys are, first of all, if you guys are from her audience, thank you guys so much for being here. And if you guys are from my audience, please go listen to her um, episode on confidently uncomfortable. It was really, really good. We just got kind of gotten a flow very similar to my podcast where we just kind of like, let it go and love um, it, <laughs> let it all go. So introduce yourself, tell us who you are, what you do. I am so excited. Hey, thanks for having me, Alicia. Hey y'all I'm Jordan Gomez, AKA Jago. Um, I am a health and confidence coach. I've been in the industry, um, as a personal trainer at first. So I've been here in over a decade. I've been online for about five years now, and I help people feel confident in their skin and show up unapologetically in all areas of their life. So yeah, that's what I'm here. I host the confidently uncomfortable podcast and I've hosted retreats. I'm a speaker. I do a lot of different things, but I'm so glad to be here, Alicia. Thanks for having me. Yes. I'm so excited because you guys can already tell, like she's very similar in her business. We do really similar things. And we also come from a similar background, which is fitness. So it's just like really easy to talk and mesh and, you know, relate on the same level. So can you tell us what, what does confidently uncomfortable, like, where did that come from? What does that mean to you to be confidently uncomfortable? Because I obsess over it. Like I love it. Um, but I want you to, to say from your perspective. Oh, thank you. Well, you know, podcast names in general are tough. A lot of people are like, I don't want to start a podcast. There's too many out there. No, like start your podcast. That's my number one thing I want to say, but, um, confidently uncomfortable. I feel like a lot of times when we were looking, I just, especially as a woman, like looking online or looking at people that you look up to and you're like, Oh my gosh, they're so confident. And all you think about is this like person to aspire to. And like the, 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 is when you hear behind, like when you learn about people and you actually like see behind the scenes, most of that's bullshit. Like they're not confident 24, seven, 365. And in order to grow in your confidence, I truly believe you have to get uncomfortable. You have to lean into your discomfort to grow that comfort zone. And so that's really where confidently uncomfortable came about. And I really wanted to show people the messy middle. I wanted to show people like, Hey, I'm a confidence coach who still focuses on healing their own like relationship with themselves. And there's still more growth to be had, there's not just some finish line. And that's really kind of where the podcast foundationally came from. Yeah. I love that. That's exactly what I think of when I think about the podcast name confidently uncomfortable, because it's like, yeah, you have to get uncomfortable to start being confident. We have to get out of that comfort zone and push past. And I think something that you hit on was like the messy middle. And we talked about this on your podcast is like, sometimes it's not that great. Um, and I think that's kind of where, I've been struggling with this a little bit that, um, you know, you see these, um, other women who are doing kind of what we're doing, right. They're coaching, they're, um, speaking, 
their confidence, you know, speakers. That's really what I'm thinking of as like a speaker, mm-hmm. but we see them or I see them and maybe because I haven't followed them for a long time, you're just like getting into their content. You start to like, it's almost like you idolize, like you said, you idolize them and you think like, oh, they're just confident like that all the time. And now being in the, uh, in the confident space, we know that that's not true, but it's almost like unrelatable sometimes and not in a bad way, because, you know, I know like being a brand and doing all this stuff, but I'm almost struggling with, I don't want to become unrelatable at all. I want to keep that relatability factor. I want to, like you were saying, like coach, I coach on this, but like, I still struggle with it too. And I'm still working through my own stuff, but I'm sharing that online. And I think you do a really good job of doing that. So yeah, I love that you said all of that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it is. It's finding a balance. And uh, I really think it comes down to just showing up as you are 100% authentically, because like you're going to show up, you know, and, and people are going to relate to your confidence and how you show up, but then they'll also relate to the times that you're like, Hey, I woke up today and I was struggling to figure out something to wear that made me feel good today. That's just the way that it is. And I think that there's a balance in that. And it doesn't mean we need to be afraid of success or we need to be afraid or like even belittle our wins and growth. Like sometimes I think people think that they have to stay in a state of like negativity or just putting themselves down because maybe that's how they did connect with people. Or you have certain relationships that were built on a lot of that trauma or tough times. And, and you, that doesn't have to be the case. You can still grow and people can, can learn from you. And hopefully we're all, you know, continuing to grow and develop. And so we can connect in new ways. It's okay. If maybe it looks a little different than it was before, but as long as you're showing up for yourself, you're going to be relatable. It's when you start to try and show up as someone else that you get lost in the sauce. And that's what I see happening a lot in, especially the social media space for sure. That's so easy to do. Try to show up as somebody else and, um, copy what somebody else is doing and show up in a different way. But like you said, that's like not relatable. It's not what people really want to see. Yeah. Mm So I want to get into what made you confident this week. What made you feel confident? What did you do that made you feel confident? Something maybe outside of a comfort zone. What is something that you did to make you feel confident this week? I love this question. Okay. So, um, this is great. I love that you have your podcast. It's confident as fuck because it just goes along with mine so well. So these questions are just like, boom, they're so perfect. They're so easy. <laughs> right. So my, I'm actually been going through this, this journey. I called it hot girl healing because I thought everyone was always talking about hot girl summer last year. I wanted to talk about all about hot girl healing. And so the past nine weeks I've been doing, you know, different things that are like very outside my comfort zone. Like I went and had Reiki done and I've, um, you know, I went to a flotation float take therapy. I talk about all of this on my podcast, but, um, recently I've started doing hypnotherapy and it has been one of the most like pivotal changes in my life. Like it's, it's so crazy. And I've only been to a few sessions, but I've done therapy. Y'all I'm a huge fan of therapy, by the way, I think therapy plus coaching is like the, the perfect combo. So if you guys are right now working with a therapist, maybe you need a coach and vice versa. Um, but my hypnotherapist, um, this week, cause you asked about confident this week, um, we did this session where I actually was able to meet my highest self and I was able to speak with them. And it was a really, really cool thing, um, where I was able to heal this 
part of my inner child that I was kind of working through, um, have this conversation with my highest self. I saw myself on stage speaking to even bigger audiences than I ever have before. And it was just so cool to basically release this part that was holding me back. And so it's like, I feel very confident right now and nothing in the mirror has really changed. It's truly what's been going on inside my head. And so that's something I wanted to kind of share. Um, I but love yeah, that. that's what's, what's helped. <laughs> yes. I love that so much. Well, I am a huge proponent for therapy or acupuncture, hypnotherapy, oh, yeah. like whatever, all of, all of the, all of the things. Um, so I love that. And I love the hot girl healing, like such a good play on that. And I think with the, like you said, nothing in the mirror has changed. Like mm-hmm. it's really all within ourselves. And that's really what we talked about on your podcast was that like, it's really going back to yourself, like over and over and over and healing those things within yourself versus like changing the outside. And I love that so much. Mm-hmm. Um, my confident moment this week was yeah. speaking. So I had like three speaking engagements back to back. Um, so I had like, um, my friend Allie's who I went to, which I talked about on, um, a few podcasts ago. And then, um, I went to my friend Ray's event this weekend and spoke in front of an even larger crowd. So the first one was like 10 people, very intimate setting. Second one, 50 people of like notary publics that I like, I'm like, Oh God, I don't know this business at all. Like, holy shit. What am I going to talk about? And then the third one was yesterday was a virtual event, um, with, again, with my friend Allie, but, um, I was just telling my husband, like, holy crap. Like we get so much better at things so fast that, so the third, by the third event, like I was like, Oh God, I like, I got this like so easy. Mm -hmm. Second one was much easier than the first. And it, and it was much bigger, but I was just thinking about how much we really like start to tell ourselves that we've always been good at this. And that's how we really like start to forget these amazing things that we have done. And I was teaching in the event about the confidence bank account and making deposits into this confidence bank account. And, um, something that you can do to do that. And, um, I've probably talked about this on the pod already, but, uh, you can think about times where you had to be confident and overcome. And I was thinking about like, Holy crap. If I like forgot about how nervous I was that first time that I was speaking to those 10 women, if I forgot about how nervous I was at that time, I, and I just focused on like the last speaking engagement that I did, I would feel like, oh my God, like that was so easy for me. Right. I would feel like that was so easy for me. And I might almost feel like, okay, now I'm going to go speak to a thousand people. I'm not that confident, but if I can tap back into how I felt going into that first one and say like, that was so hard for me. And I had to overcome and be confident to do it. Mm -hmm. Like I can remember like, Oh gosh, like you had to have so much confidence to go in there and speak to those 10 women. Like it was really hard for you. You overcame and tapping back into those times. And just because of doing that third one, I was like, Oh my God, like I literally could forget about how confident I had to be even to get up in front of those 10 women. So Mm -hmm. Yes. Overall, my confidence came from speaking this weekend and speaking last week. But, um, I think the biggest lesson I learned with that is how much we can like start to alchemize and feel like, oh, like this is, I've always been this way. And that's how we start to kind of like lose our confidence, um, in a way as well. Yeah. I I love that you hit on this because I think so many people will have this narrative about themselves of like, oh, I'm not athletic. Oh, I'm not good at speaking in public. Oh, I'm, I'm not confident. Oh, I could never wear that. Just all of these things that we would say. And this narrative, like 
that's where it comes back to confidently and comfortable. Like, yeah, that's not going to change if you don't slowly step into that. And it doesn't mean you have to do a full 180, completely change who you are, try to be someone else. It just means that you need to start doing small changes that are going to help you start stepping into that confidence. So I like to ask myself, like, what would my highest self do in this space? Like, what would my highest self be wearing? And then do one aspect of that. Maybe I'm not completely changing, you know, like I'm not just going to completely go speak, like you said, with speaking to like 3000 people, but maybe I just start with 10 and that can be a really good thing. And so instead of people thinking, okay, I need to wait until I'm ready to be confident. Like confidence doesn't show up until you do like, you need to recognize like, Hey, I can start to do these things. Now I don't have to wait until I feel good enough, confident enough, the right size, the weight, blah, 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 all that stuff is just not the reality. And so I love using these instances like you did of like the different speaking events. And you can say like, okay, well, when was, if you are struggling to do something, if you guys are listening and you're like, you know, I really want to start being more confident in my career or something like think back to like, when was there an instance where you were afraid to do something and it worked out for you really well. And so your example of like, well, I spoke to these 10 people and it was really, really scary at first, but then once I broke the seal, it was great. And so it's basically, you are constantly expanding that comfort zone by continually to do things that make you uncomfortable. And that's a part of life. If we don't do that consistently in our lives, we're going to wither away and die. Like it's, we're meant to get deep rooted in different ways. And that's how we grow. That's truly what I believe. I totally second that. Like we have to get out of the comfort zone because the comfort zone is just exactly that. Like it's an uncomfortable comfort zone. I think I talk about that a lot is like, yeah, it's your comfort zone. And like, yes, I could have said no to those speaking engagements, all three of them, but where would that have really gotten me? It like, I wouldn't have grown in my career. I wouldn't have met all the people that I met this weekend. Like I wouldn't be growing as the confidence queen. Like I wouldn't be growing. So like, what is the alternative? I can either be like in this comfort zone. That's still uncomfortable because I'm not growing. I'm not like pursuing the career that I want. I'm not showing up as my highest self. So I can either do that or I can be uncomfortable for like 2.5 seconds on stage talking to someone and then it all goes away. Mm -hmm. Like. It's so funny that we like build this up so much in our head, but I think we're, you guys can see why we're like, always we're on the same page. And while we were like, oh, yeah. okay, this is going to be easy because we both have the <laughs> same exact, like, right. Like outlook and view. And we're just like, yes, we're on the same page. We're vibing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, that's, I ahead. wanted one more thing. Like I had to keep asking myself this because, you know, sometimes people talk about like going with your gut and maybe certain things do make you uncomfortable. So if you're trying to figure out like where to go with that, I always like to ask myself, like, is this getting me closer to my highest self, to where Mm -hmm. I want to be, to that most confident version? And if the answer is yes, I'm cool getting a little uncomfortable. If the answer is no, then maybe it isn't for me and that's okay too. So I, I get where some people can kind of feel like that's hard to make that call, but that's definitely something that helps for me. I'm not sure if that's something. Yeah. For you as well. Yeah. Um, we were talking about, I think on your podcast or maybe I can't remember now, but we were talking about daily practices. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes along with that too, is like where I want, I have this daily practice that I want to implement, but like, where is it coming from? Like, is it getting me to this highest self? Is it for pleasure? Is it for X, Y, and Z, right? Like, so if something's coming up and it's making you starting to make you feel like, okay, maybe this is a little uncomfortable. Like maybe it's like, is it right? Is it not right? Like, is it going towards a productive, like, is it going towards something that's producing more for you as far as like getting you to your highest self? Is it going to provide you with more pleasure, which is what you need right now? Like, what is it going to give you? 
And what are, what, what are you searching for when you're looking at it? Yeah. Um, okay. We're going to move on to weekly faves. I'm so excited. (sighs) I'm like, what is my weekly fave? I feel like my weekly fave is probably like my friends. I mean, that's so cheesy, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) it's not an Amazon product. Um, but my friends, I feel like I, we were talking about this on your podcast is like, I, really, you guys know I've struggled and I talked about it so many times on the podcast. Like I struggled so hard making friends, especially as an adult, having good quality friends. Um, and I was just saying to Jordan on her podcast that like, I don't have to like every single thing about every single friend. And so I've really been navigating that. And I think just having women around me and like having the friends that I have that are like willing to give me that space. Like after the event where I was like, okay, I need to like not talk to anyone for like a few days and I need to like Mm -hmm. chill and refill my own cup and having friends that like accept that. And they're just like, Hey, like when you're ready, come back. Or like, Hey, like I need time too. Or like, I'm not coming today because of this. And like, it's all mutual respect. That is my fave for this week. Yes. I love when, um, I don't know. I've gotten to this point with friendships where I'm very open about that. And then having friends reciprocate that I think boundaries can be scary, but once you start doing them, like everyone starts to do them back and it's a beautiful thing. So, you know, I'll have friends like call me up or message me and be like, Hey, are you in a space energetically where you can, where I can vent to you or where I can share this with you? And sometimes I'm like, Hey, um, right now I've got a busy work day. Let's set a date for tonight or for tomorrow or whatever. And just having that ability to go both ways is a really cool thing. So I like that you said friends. I think that's a good one. Um, I love that. I kind of want to piggyback off that. But, yes. Huh. Let me think. Uh, weekly fave. This can literally be anything. Is this how this works? Anything. It's oh, your own gosh. interpretation of your fave. Hmm. Huh. I don't know if it's much of a thing as like, a. I, I just feel very grateful for <laughs> just, I'll say I'm, I'm moving right now. Those of you who don't know me, I'm like, we're currently moving and my previous self, like I kind of messed up on getting our next apartment lease. They were supposed to overlap. They're not. Now we have this like weird inner, like three weeks of like disconnect. What are we going to do? And normally I would have beat myself up for this. And I would have been like, Oh, you're so dumb. Like, why would you do that? Blah, blah, blah. Where there were some, there were some circumstances outside of my own doing. And so instead I'm like, okay, what is a plan B? What is something I can do? And so I'm thankful for, um, pods. If you guys haven't used pods on, instead of like, it's like a rat pack or a pod or whatever we did that. So we put all of our shit in, in from our apartment into a pod. And then now we're, I'm thankful for Airbnbs. Cause now we're just like turning it into a staycation where we're yeah. like, we're trying out different areas and I'm really excited about that. And so I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful and, and just feeling very happy for like that flexibility within my business, within my life. And so I know it's super random, but that's no, that's right literally <laughs> perfect. Um, that's like, uh, you have me, oh gosh, I have so many thoughts, but I'm like, maybe the weekly fave should be like, what are we thankful for this week? Cause I'm all into like being thankful for where we're at. And you know, I feel like what you did with that was literally take like a negative, right? Like you have these three weeks where you have to figure out where the hell you're going to live and figure out what the, what the hell you're going to do with all your stuff. And instead you turn it into a positive mm-hmm. and you just turn it into like, Oh, we're trying out new places. Like, you know, we're just putting our stuff in a pod, like, you know, we're just doing it and like taking it 
we were talking about this too, is like just releasing control and like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, like I might've, you know, fucked this up a little bit, like my bad, but like, it doesn't mean anything about me. It doesn't mean that I'm a horrible person or I don't care about my significant other or that I put work first, like all these mm-hmm. things that we tell ourselves, mm-hmm. but it just means like, okay, I just, I, you know, I dropped the boat on this one. That's okay. Like yep. we're going to just turn it into a positive. I mean, yeah. That is so beautiful. I love that so much. Mm, Yeah. And I'm y'all, that's not me for like, for so long in my life. I feel like I was so stuck in the guilt loop. I mean, with, we Mm talked about this with food, like I would do this with like, you know, restricting food and then I would overeat at night, late at night. And then I would blame myself and I would feel guilty for it. So then I'd go back into another restriction mode and it would be like this never ending guilt cycle. And I did that with so many areas of my life where I was constantly just trying to self blame on everything. And y'all, I do think that, that we can take ownership of stuff, but I also think we can release thinking that like, you know, it means that we're bad just because something came a certain way. And so I remember like after this happened, I was so upset and I was like, Oh, we've, it was going to work out perfectly. Like they were going to allow us to move our lease. I forgot to send them the dates or something. And so as soon as they told us, Oh, someone else is taking your apartment, like figure it out. And this other place we had just signed a lease to is like, okay, that's not till like four weeks. Basically. I like, my first thought was like being really mean to myself. And I said, you know what, I'm going to go for a walk. And I went on a walk and I listened to, I don't know if y'all listen to Abraham Hicks, but I'm obsessed. Um, and Abraham Hicks basically is talking about like releasing control, which is what we were hitting on. And I just allowed myself to be like, you know what, I'm going to somehow allow this to work out in the best way possible. You know, money's just energy. I'm not going to stress about that because that doesn't change anything, but I can change how I feel about the current situation. And I did that. And within that walk, I figured out another plan. We made it work. You know, I was able to communicate that with my husband and like, now we're making the most out of it. And I think that that goes with a lot of things in life is like, if we just release control and allow ourselves to just like, you know, show up however we're at in that moment, it would just make life so much better. Yeah, it does. It makes things like so much easier and so much like, like you could have totally turned that into like a crisis and like Mm -hmm. a very stressful situation and like a fight every single day, you know, Mm -hmm. or like, you know, you could have just totally turned it the other way, but I love, I just love how you're like, you know what, I'm just going to like release control of this and it's going to work out. And money is just energy. We were talking about that Mm -hmm. with them. Teresa on her podcast mm-hmm. is like money comes and goes. And I mean, even just releasing that at fear is huge for like mm-hmm. other fears. When you realize like money comes and goes, like it is just a form of energy. Like it does not control me or define me. Like it is, it really is. Oh gosh. It's just like, I'm like that. It was one of the biggest lessons I learned just Same. in general, but especially for business, but mm-hmm. Okay. I want to talk to you about your business and I want to talk to you about like, um, what did you, like, how did you start your business? What pushed you into this direction of confidence? And can you tell us about what you specifically do in the confidence space? Yes. Oh my gosh. Love this question. I love talking business. Um, so, okay. I feel like we talked about this with you being a personal trainer too. So I went to school at UNC Chapel Hill, um, got my degree in exercise and sports science. And, you know, I, I wanted to do something directly to help people. I knew that I wanted to do something like that. I didn't want to go back to school. Wasn't sure what it looked like. So my solution was, okay, I'm going to go to Australia. So after I graduated, went to Australia. Um, and while I was there, I was, you know, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to have this direct impact. I'm going to be a personal trainer. So I came home, um, told myself I would never work in an office again. And 
started this, this journey as a personal trainer and I loved it, but I, I quickly noticed how, you know, the, the hour or two hours a week that I was spending with my clients in the gym, it just wasn't making, you know, a huge impact. I felt like I was helping them. They were making changes, but I was being more of a, of a crutch than a fully supporting them in all these other ways. There's so much that goes into changing your life that goes outside of just like working out in the gym. And so the more I started to realize that the more I started to help people with, you know, nutrition, I got more into my like sports, nutrition, nutrition background and started to help them with that. And then I was like, wait, but there's so much mindset stuff going on. Cause they, I mean, I don't know about you, but it was like, I was their therapist. They were pouring out mm-hmm. to me during these sessions, which is crazy and sharing things that I never shared before. And I'm like, these are the things they need to also be working through. So, um, basically I, I quit my job at the gym and started my business as a, with my own business and was going and basically like training people in their houses. I started to realize I wanted to do more with mindset coaching and I went fully online and started my Jago fit business with body confident blueprint. So I launched body confident blueprint, my signature coaching program. And I basically was helping women, you know, take a different approach to changing their life by creating long-term lifestyle change. So instead of trying to do like a 30 day challenge or these specific workouts or go to the gym for two hours a day or go on this diet, like I don't write meal plans. I don't do that shit for them. I don't do any of that. And it was just so different to them that I started to realize like, we need more of this, which is why I love speaking with you today. Um, so I started to do more and more of that. Um, And then I also started to realize the importance of community when it came to that. So I loved the group coaching component. And then I decided I wanted to take an even deeper community component. So I hosted a retreat in Charleston, South Carolina. That was a really great experience. I'm continuing to do more of that. I started to speak and share my story more. And then um, now I've turned my BCB, I'm basically shifting it into called BCBU. So the universe where we're creating a community online and we're going to start to do more in-person and online like virtual meetup events because I just want people to have this level of community and connection that they create in our group long-term. I just don't want it to end. So that's really what I started to do is basically create communities of uplifting women and they're able to continue to support themselves and each other, even if I were to step back and then continue to do it. Cause I don't want to be a crutch anymore. I just want to be able to be that love and support and helping them show up and realize that they already have that confidence within them now. It's just about tapping into it and learning how to unleash it. So that's really what I'm here doing. I love that so much. Now I see like, we're so on the same page as far as like creating community and like not, I mean, you guys know my story and this is what I shared on her podcast as well is just like, it's so similar where like you're going into the gym and you're like helping people, but like in what way? Um, and you felt like you could do so, so much more by just like removing that, like crutch feeling and like tapping into deeper, um, you know, talks, like talking through community and like talking through, like having them have their own community, even without you there. I love that so much. So, um, where can people like find all this, like obviously on your Instagram, which I'll have linked down below, but Um, as far as like the community aspect, is that only for people that are in your uh, program? 
Yeah. So I, you guys can definitely join as far as like just being a part of the community. I have a Facebook group, a free Facebook group, and I have, um, you know, my confidently uncomfortable podcast, social media, all that. But if you're interested in you guys being a part of this community, um, basically what I do is I have you go through BCB, you get, um, support for the first seven weeks and you get to go, I call it like your galaxy group, but basically like your class that you go through the program with just so that you have like Mm. a group of people that you're being supported by and you're able to connect with me on calls. And then after you can continue in the community and go from there where you're like showing up on, on monthly calls. And so basically it's just a way to jumpstart this, this growth and these shifts and then continue on down the road. So yeah, I can definitely link that. Um, jagofitlife.com is the actual website, but I'll definitely link that for you guys because we are, you know, opening enrollment for that soon. Um, but yeah, if you guys are interested, definitely reach out to me. I'm like an open book. So message me on Instagram. That's probably where I'm hanging out the most Instagram, TikTok, all that fun stuff, but yeah. No, this has been fun. I love that so, so much. I love like the ability for you to just be like, okay, I'm jumping in, but then I get to continue afterwards and have that like support in a different way and have the community there as well. So I love that so, so much. Mm -hmm. So that is how you got started in your business and what you do in your business. But let's talk like life. Um, and (laughs) like, let's get, uh, you know, me, I'm always like, okay, let's go deeper. So how did you, um, what do you feel like, like pushed you to want to even like talk about confidence with your personal training clients or I mean, what made you, you said like people are pouring out to you in these sessions and starting to give you all this information, right. And starting to talk to you, but that doesn't come without us being with some, without anyone being, open to receiving and providing that safe space for people. So what do you think made you want to do that? Or what made you an open, safe space for your clients to do that? Mm, Okay. So I, when I was in college, I was teaching group fitness and I, I always grew up kind of feeling like the bigger girl. I would always compare myself. I was in dance and I was, you know, I'm, I'm definitely built more athletic and that's not necessarily the ballerina, like quintessential thought of what you would with the body. Um, and so I was constantly comparing myself. I started a group fitness and I was constantly comparing myself that I didn't feel like I belong there. And then I started to have people start to, you know, tell me how much, how good they felt in these workouts. And I started to realize that like taking that approach for people is so important and helping them feel loved and supported and welcomed instead of shamed about their bodies. Like I hated the thought of people coming into a group fitness class and being told like work off that cheeseburger or like love handle or blah, 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 or any of those words that literally make me want to vomit. And I'm like, instead reckon be celebrate like, Oh my gosh, let's celebrate what our bodies are doing for us today. Like let's embrace where we're at right now. Like I'm all for, you know, you wanting to create change, but I think it needs to be from a place of love and not from a place of hate in order for you to to really feel that. And so that was something that I really recognized from the start. And I knew I wanted to take that approach. And so I think that's why when I started training and doing all this, I resonated with a lot of people because women for so long had been like, you know, taught to hate their bodies. And that like, if you want to create change, you need to do it through a space of hate, or you're going to give up and like, just such negative. I mean, I don't know if you were on Pinterest, but the whole, like, you know, so I can't even say I'm all, but just like what, like a second on the lips, something on the hips and just yes. all this bullshit things that I'm like, that's what we literally were. I was even thinking about this, about like what not to wear and like the, um, uh, tire banks model show or whatever. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm watching that. And I even started rewatching movies and I was like, how was in my head? Like this person was framed as like, 
a, a specific size or like it was bad for them being a specific size. I'm like, first of all, it was complete bullshit. They look very healthy. I don't know why they're being portrayed as not. And then it, the other thing is just like, why is it so centered around that? And so I started to realize like my brain has been wired for this around, you know, this societal just hate towards like, that's the way that you're supposed to do your whole life. And I've really wanted to help people not feel that way anymore. And, you know, heal that relationship to when they're talking to me, they started to share things with me because I started to let them know, like, Hey, like you don't have to hate yourself into making these changes. You don't have to feel guilty about this. So they've started to really feel open and honest about sharing what's been going on with them. And, um, it's something that why I'm really intentional about who comes in the space of BCB as well, because I want it to continue to be a safe space. So I'm like very intentional on who joins the community because I want it to be fully supportive by everyone. And so that's something where it's so healing when you go into a space, especially a space with women where we're not comparing each other. We're not putting ourselves down, even with like the way that we celebrate ourselves. I really talk about like lifting ourselves up and not like put belittling our compliments and achievements. Cause it's so easy as women. We're like, Oh yeah, you know, it's not that big of a deal or someone mm -hmm. compliments your top and you're like, Oh yeah, I got it on sale, which I'm a sucker for a sale too. But like, we don't have to belittle these achievements and these amazing things that we've done. And I think that if we create a community, that's more about uplifting each other, instead of trying to tear each other down, the world would be such a different place. I totally agree. I think we belittle ourselves so often. And I think that was one of the biggest things, um, I realized when I started to try to become more confident that like, I think it was my acupuncturist who said this to me, like, you don't take compliments very well. And I was like, oh my God, like, I don't, like, I never could take a compliment. And even if it's something so small, like I love your shirt and then saying like, oh, well, thank you. Like I got it on sale or like, yeah, like I've had it for, for years and I just, you know, it's just an old thing that, you know, whatever, whatever it is to just belittle instead of just accepting this compliment and saying like, thank you. And just being that talk about uncomfortable. That's sometimes really, really uncomfortable to do is just say like, thank you so much. I mean, that was happening a lot after one of my, um, after the speech that I did, that was in person where people were coming up and saying like, thank you so much for your speech or thank you so much for like talking today. And for me to just say like, you're welcome. Thank you so much for saying that. And then like letting that be it and not saying like, thank you. Like I was so nervous. Like, oh my God, mm -hmm. I can't even believe I'm here. Like, and then just like, you know, having this, like have to justify everything yeah. and, or dumb it down or belittle it. Yeah. I see it happen all the time. And it's, I don't think it's helping us at all as a, as a whole, if we're doing that. And I don't, I know we're a lot of us were taught to like be nice or be quiet or stay in line and all this. And I do think that narrative can be a part of why we do that so often. But if you can practice guys, just like accepting, like you said, just accepting the compliment or even like praising yourself or celebrating something. It can be such a healing experience and it can feel weird at first. You're like, but this feels like bad. Like I shouldn't be bragging. And I'm like, no, mm -hmm. like you need to do that now. And, and the other thing that I see come up a lot is like, there's this comparison of like, well, I'm still not where I want to be. Like, I'm still not, you know, I'm not as good as her, or I don't look like them or whatever. And that like watering yourself down of where you're at now doesn't get you any closer to where you want to be. It's just pushing you farther away and keeping you small. And you deserve to, to take up space just as you are right now in this space. 
in this moment, like you deserve to take up space and be celebrated. And so that unconditional self-love is something that you need to, to drive home every each and every single day. And I believe that the more we do that, just the better we're going to be able to show up for others as well as for ourselves. I love that you said that this is the only thing I hate about um, virtual sessions is because I do get excited. And now I see where you were like, I mute myself because I'm like, I'm over here. Like, fuck. Yeah. Like I'm so excited. Um, because you said like, I think the biggest thing you said was like, it doesn't get you any closer to water yourself down. And why are we waiting to celebrate things until they're bigger? Because I actually talked about this in the speech was that, you know, like, the people that were there, they were, some of them were notaries. Some of them weren't notaries yet. They were just interested in becoming a notary. And so like they're already, you're already the best self that you are today. Like just how you said, like you're already your top self. You're already your highest self right now in this moment, because you're here, you put yourself out there. Like you're here Mm -hmm. doing this podcast. Like you created the podcast, Fuck, you had a thought that you wanted to create a podcast. Like Mm -hmm. you're already ahead and you're already going. So why are we watering it down and saying like, oh, I'm not like, I'm not a notary yet. Or like in their case, right. Or like, I'm not like, I don't have a thousand subscribers on my podcast or, you know, I don't do X, Y, and Z, or I'm only speaking to 10 people today. Like, no, like these things are big accomplishments. And I almost felt that a little bit when I was like posting about like being so excited about like the, um, the event that I was like, I'm going to look back on this one day and be like, oh my God, you were so excited about this. But then I thought like, yeah, I was so excited about this because that's a big deal. Like, how do you think we move up is by doing these things, these things that are small, right. And moving up the, the ladder. And that could be like with fitness or with, I'm sorry, with uh, business or with fitness food and all those things. Um, and that's what I kind of want to like transition to, too, is talking to you about like food freedom and where that comes from for you and what you do with food freedom and your clients. Cause we talked a lot about that on your podcast. And, mm-hmm. um, so I know that's like very heavy in your uh, world. So talk to me about where did that come from for you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, definitely personally had a dieting background. I was a yo-yo dieter. I was doing all the things when it came to dieting and like restricting for like events for different stuff like that. Even in the, the fitness industry, trying to work through that constantly. And I finally was like, I don't want to keep showing up, trying to get smaller. Like I want to show up to get stronger. And so that shift into strength training was a huge, huge, huge awakening for me to realize like how truly powerful I am. And every single one listening to this, like you are so powerful if you allow yourself to be. And so I stopped trying to go into the gym to get smaller and started to shift into strength. And then I started to, you know, focus more on food as a way of like celebration. Like it's okay to want to celebrate specific like events and like have food around that. There's nothing wrong with that. But I broke up with this like guilt, this good or bad behind food and just started being like, it's just the way that it is. And not food is fuel. Cause I think that's kind of bullshit too just understanding that like, you know, you can meet yourself where you're at every single day. Like that intention behind food can shift every single day. I mentioned the donut thing Mm -hmm. in the last episode, but just understanding that like that can look different day to day and allowing myself that. So basically I just gave myself permission. Um, instead of giving myself these food rules, I allowed myself like, Hey, like, it's okay. If you want to do this, it's okay. If you want to do that. And I started to break up with every single food rule I had previously, um, which 
led to me doing maybe a little bit more overeating a little bit more like than I would realize than I would like. And so I had to come back to this middle ground and figure out like what feels best for me, like what nourishes me, what makes me feel the best. And so I've been able to do that again and again and again. And I've also gotten a better understanding of nutrition and macros and micronutrients to know, Hey, this is going to give me energy. Like within my cycle where I'm at, I don't know if you do cycle syncing, but like understanding where you're at and what's going to give you energy. That was so empowering to me instead of, again, the focus around food being for loss, for getting smaller, because that is not helping you when you're thinking about like, how can I energetically show up as my best? If you start to align that with what you're, with what you're eating and how you're showing up, it just makes it so much more aligned. And and again, it comes back to showing up out of love versus out of hate and shame and guilt. And so that's really the shift that I created in my own life. And then once I got there, I was like, oh my gosh, there are so many other yo-yo dieters out there. I want to help them all. So that's where I created body confident blueprint and help people take, um, I call it like a, what do I call it? Like, um, a nourishment approach or a nur- the nourish method is what I call it. It's like taking that approach around it to where some days it might be grabbing a slice of pizza and that's fine. And other days it might be like making food and, and meal prepping. Cause you know, your future self will thank you when you have that to go to, to your work event with already having that ready to go. And so, um, I try and center everything around, love and self-love. And that way, when you're taking these approach and taking action for yourself, you know, that it's always going to be aligned, even if it looks different day to day. How do you, I, cause I love all of that so much. And it's so similar to like, we were talking and so similar to my journey as well, but how do you, how would you approach someone that literally comes into your space and sees everything you're doing and is like, Oh my God, I love that. Like, I would love to get to that place. But just as we were kind of like saying before, like I'm not there yet, or I feel like I want to be able to do that, but I'm still so attached to this feeling of, I need to lose weight to feel X, Y, and Z, to feel better Mm -hmm. about myself, to feel confident, to feel this way. How would you approach someone who comes into like your DMS or into your space in that way where they're like really attached to that weight loss still. And they know that like, honestly, they probably could feel confident, but they almost like don't want to give themselves that permission. Mm, Yeah. Permission's a big one there. So what I do with my clients starting off is I have them get connected to their why. So I never shame anyone coming into me saying, I want to lose weight. I never shame anyone saying that they want to make certain changes because that's not going to help them either by being like, you can't say that you can't think that. And I see that sometimes where people feel shamed and guilty for wanting to make changes. I want you to get to the root of it. And a lot of times what happens is that will change and it shifts to where actually I don't really care about the number. I just want to feel X, Y, and Z. And so if you can get to the root of the why behind the change that you want to make, that can help you start to align your actions, your routines, everything based on that, instead of based on this one thing, because if you are going to be grounding yourself with the goal of, I want to lose weight. And that's not really your why really it's that you want to feel confident in your skin or you want to show up a specific way, but all you're thinking about is wait, 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 wait. That's all your brain thinks. Guess what? The scale changes every single day. The scales fluctuate. And if you associate your mood and how you feel about your body with a stupid number on the scale, you are constantly going to come from a space of disappointment shame, guilt, and negativity. If you shift and say like, I really want to focus on, you know, having more natural energy or feeling more confident in my skin. Okay. Well, what are some actions that can support that? Well, maybe it's that, um, you are starting to, you know, uh, 
like cook from home a little bit more, or you're starting to, you know, be more intentional with your food. So instead of watching TV while you eat, you start to eat like outside with the candle lit on and being more present with yourself or with your partner or wherever you're at. Um, maybe it's that you want to just start to shift some of your routines. Like you're recognizing that you're staying up too late on your phone and you want to start going to sleep earlier. Like all of these things are beautiful, small changes that make a huge impact long-term, but we glorify these quick like instant gratification. We see these before and after pictures, these 30 day challenges, all this bullshit that was, that's often fake and, and completely curated so that it makes you think that this magic pill is what's going to work when really the change is in these small shifts. The change is in the non-sexy changes of like, Hey, let's start to check in with ourselves more. Like we were saying, mm -hmm. let's start to, you know, meet ourselves where we're at. Let's do some gratitude journaling in the morning. Let's start to drink some more water. Like you're probably dehydrated. A lot of your issues might be because you're dehydrated. <laughs> so if we can start there, you'll start to see the changes, but because a lot of times we're not seeing that like instant gratification, that instant win, we throw those changes away. Like, Oh, they didn't do anything just because you know, you didn't immediately see it. And so instead I would challenge you guys to get, to get connected to your why, and then start to celebrate the small wins along the way. And I literally have my clients do this with like a sticky note wall. So basically every single time they're doing something and showing up for themselves, they'll write it on a sticky note and put it on a wall that, that they're at. Maybe it's your home office or something. I do this myself. I'm just not in my home right now. And, um, slowly you start to see those wins add up. And then when you look back a month from now, you're like, wow, like I didn't used to, you know, write in a journal to myself and check it in the morning. I didn't used to, you know, I used to eat out like seven days a week and it didn't feel very good for me. Now I'm cooking more at home. And so instead of thinking you have to be perfect, you just start to focus on making some small shifts that are getting you closer to where you want to be. And that is where the sustainable change happens. That's how you can create long-term lifestyle change to where a year from now, you're still doing those things instead of the crazy restrictive diets, the 30 day challenges that after they're done, you are bright back to the old habits, the thought patterns, the negativity. Whereas if we can actually reprogram your mind and change your habits long-term, boom, that's where it's at. That's what I do. And that's what I help my clients do. I love that so much because it's like, like the sticky notes is a great idea because it gives you a visual representation, right. Of how many things you're actually changing. And those daily practices are really, like you said, you're continually doing those because you know, building on these things is like really where you start to see this sustainable change is like, okay, I stopped like scrolling on my phone for two hours at night because I wanted more sustainable energy. Like, you know, I started drinking more water. Like I started, I stopped eating out like those things all adding up together. Like you said, is the non-sexy change, but those are what actually push you and make the difference. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times something that I was thinking about when you were saying like, these before and after pictures and stuff. Do you find that clients ever, um, go back, like think back to a time where they were skinnier or fitter or smaller, and they have this like glorified, um, like fantasy feeling of what that was like and the different energy that they had, the different, like how they felt and all these things. Mm -hmm. And they think like, oh, well it's, they associate it with the weight right? I see that all the time is like associating yeah. this feeling of like, oh, I was conf but I was so confident back then. Or like, I looked so great back then, or I could be in a bikini back then. Mm -hmm. And they associate that scale number 
or that way that their body looked with the confidence, but really like forget, like you said about all those Mm -hmm. other changes. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, when you're looking at that photo when you were smaller, you probably weren't even confident in your skin then. Like Uh, a lot of times, a lot of times you were still struggling with the same struggles that you were having now. I know personally I was Mm -hmm. like, I was really struggling thinking that I was still the wrong size. So that's how I know if, if you guys are listening to that and you're like, you're right. I, I really was still struggling. I was thinking I still needed to diet. I was still, you want to make changes. So that right there is telling you that it's not the number on the scale because right. you were smaller and you weren't necessarily more confident. Maybe there were things that you did feel better, but you still weren't like a hundred percent confident in your skin. You didn't feel good. You were still putting yourself down. You still probably had some negative thoughts or habits coming in, in here and again. And so so that's why I want you. And that's why I work with my clients on is like breaking up with this connection of like your confidence, your well being, even your health being associated to a size. Y'all I, I grew up in the fitness industry. I went to school for this shit. You can be different. You can be healthy at different sizes. You can be unhealthy at different sizes. I had plenty of clients who quintessentially would probably be seen as like healthy because they were smaller. They actually were really, really struggling and they weren't taking care of their bodies. And there were other things happening internally that no one would, would do. The other thing I see is like, with weight loss, this is why I always talk about not to comment on people's weight because you don't know what's going on in the background. So many of my clients have told me there were times when they they were being complimented for weight loss when they were literally so depressed. They were struggling. Mm-hmm. They were going through the loss of, of a partner or something really serious, but it was celebrated or they were just celebrate that weight loss is celebrated when it's not even healthy. And so I want us to break up with thinking that you have to hit a certain number for that to be like the end goal. Instead, think beyond that, get to the why that's deeper than that. And then wherever that number may fall, that's fine. It might be less, but I want that to be a byproduct of the changes and not the only focus, because that's when you are really going to constantly be stuck in this loop of thinking that we're not the right size. We're struggling. And, and I've seen it happen again and again and again. And so I love that question. Yeah. I think that you hit the nail on the head with that one is like the changes. I mean, the weight and the scale number should be a byproduct of those changes, but not the overall like driver or the overall like goal that we're looking for. I love that so much. Um, okay. So we're going to kind of like wrap it. Um, and so I'm like, now I need like a rapid fire question or like something like that. (laughs) Cause I always, cause I'm like thinking, I'm just thinking out loud is like, I always have a trouble kind of like capping it off. And I'm like, that's, you should pull your audience. You should pull your audience on what to do because I took this from Alex long. Um, his podcast did this at the end of everything. And I love that. So I was like, I'm going to make my own and I'm about to hit my hundredth episode. So we're about to do new questions uh, with rapid fire questions, but yeah, you should pull them and ask them what random questions, what questions we should say. I know some people do that at the beginning, but I'm like, that is literally genius to do at the end because Mm -hmm. it really closes it off and gives you also gives you like something fun to do at the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. So yeah. Um, she had at the end of Jordan had at the end of her episode, rapid fire questions. So maybe I'll put a poll on Instagram. If you guys are not following confident AF podcast on Instagram, you guys can go follow us there. We'll have all the links to Jordan. We'll have all the links to her stuff. And then, um, also we'll have a poll on what we should have as our rapid fire questions at the end. Um, but tell everyone like where they can find you, what you are offering, if you're offering anything right now, um, and just everything about you and your business, give us the details. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you can follow me on Jago fit life. You can see that in show notes, confidently uncomfortable. Please go listen to the podcast. I would love that. Um, 
and leave a review. Let me know your big takeaways. Um, I also have, I can give you this download. It's my hot girl healing guide. So basically I took everything that I learned over the past nine weeks and put it together into a free guide for you all. If you're interested in trying some of these things. So, um, I can definitely give that as a free yeah, too. And then, linked. yeah. Yeah. And then if anyone wants to know more about BCB, my body confident blueprint program or the universe that I'm creating with my community, definitely don't hesitate to reach out, but it'll all be in the website as well. Awesome. Love that. So, so much. I feel like we could to literally talk for hours and I say that <laughs> with so many guests, but I'm like, Oh my God, I never, I was telling her, I was like, this is the first like podcast, a little, my first like confidence podcast guest that I'm having on, or even like confidence coach that I really have had the ability to connect with. I feel like it's such an amazing, I mean, fuck, I was thinking about this the other day and I was like, um, everything like every other coach that I see, like speak or talk, or, you know, start to like talk about why these things are important that whatever they're teaching on, it always comes back to like confidence and how often confidence Mm -hmm. is used in teaching anything that I'm like, this is the perfect space. Like this is perfect space. Like who cannot relate to not having confidence everyone. Mm -hmm. So I think it's an industry that's really going to expand a lot in the next few years. So I'm so excited to have had you on and thank you so much for having me on your podcast. You guys go listen to my episode on her podcast and her podcast in general. Um, thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate it. And until next week, don't forget to let your confidence shine. (laughs) 